There's a fine line between spiritual awakening and psychotic break. Yes. Mm. Welcome back to Made It Out. I could hardly sleep last night because I was so excited for today's episode. <laughs> we are talking about coming out later in life with one of my best friends, who I'm also just such a fan of and I admire so much. She's one of BuzzFeed's original producers, huge major TikTok chef. She just did a show with Gordon Ramsay. She's writing a cookbook. Your list of accomplishments is just too long. <laughs> Alex Trigger. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Hi. I'm so excited. Alex and I are like, how do you describe our twins? Friendship? Twins. We're twins. Soul twins. Literally, there was one time where my father was talking to Mal for like five minutes before he realized it was not me. <laughs> That is a true story. <laughs> it's a very true story. He was like, yeah, did you see that Jeep outside? You you really should consider getting one of those Jeeps. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe I will. And he's like, wait, you're not Oh Alex. my gosh. <laughs> Iconic, honestly. I wouldn't have it any other way. And we didn't even plan, but we're a little bit matching today. We're always matching. Always matching. We're always in costumes. Yeah. We have the best conversations. I mean, we have only known each other for... Like a year and a half. A year and a half. And immediately we were like instant, soulmates. instant soulmates. And it was so much fun. I feel like that is a part of the reason why coming out is so beautiful is because it's not just like maybe a potential partner you're going to have or this life you're going to live, but like this community that is so incredible. Like you wouldn't even believe how incredible. Then boop, you get a little Mal in your life. Mal and Al, guys. Mal and Al. Cheers to that. <laughs> And another thing that we have in common is we both came out when we were 28. There we go. Look at this. We're living parallel lives. I know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And we're also dating best friends. Yes. We're best friends dating best friends. It's all weird. You know what? It's all a little bit weird. Okay. Let's go back to our days of dating men. Days of dating men. Oh let's my talk about it. Yeah, what well, kind of men did you date? I think they're all kind of different. I think one thing that I really gravitated towards was like something different. They have to have like a little bit of a unique thing, mm -hmm. which is interesting because like maybe that was me searching for like queerness, you know, in that. But um, I think the main through line was just toxic. <laughs> pretty toxic. Yeah, pretty, pretty awful. Same. Pretty awful, man. One of the guys I dated was this classic like narcissist drug addict roided out guy and actually one of the biggest issues we had was that I hadn't been with a girl and I and I felt like I couldn't ever choose someone or like get married without having done that did he know that that was one of your biggest issues yeah, yeah we had talked about that and at the time it was just because like I'm kind of this free spirit open girl like not because I was gay and not because like Anybody around me assumed that at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, I kind of look back and I'm like, guys, why didn't you assume that at all? Like, <laughs> I literally told you so many times. Like, Did you think you would end up with a man? 100%. Like, because it's the water you're swimming in. As a girl with dreams and an imagination and a hopeless romantic, like I had this whole life I built up in my head with a man and the marriage and the kids. Like, I, I still want all of that, like mm -hmm. the marriage and the kids. But, you know, of course it was with a man because that's all 
there was. Yeah. Like, that's all we saw. Mm -hmm. I don't know, for someone like me who is more femme presenting and like doesn't have that representation, like it's really, really hard. It's, it's just not as clear. Mm -hmm. Coming out doesn't mean clarity. Like you never get this like sign over your head that's like lit up and says you're a lesbian, like, <laughs> or like you're bot, you know, you don't get that. Yeah. What it takes is experimentation. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you open up enough to be able to experiment whether or not you turn out gay. But that's why it's so unfortunate with like, or like different things like religion or just like marrying really quickly or just having this life that you're set in having that you don't offer yourself the time and the experimentation to figure it out. We can get into this more, but I had like a spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. what I call it. And that's when I really slowed down to like figure everything out. And it was actually in response to me being like really heartbroken from a guy. Mm -hmm. Met a guy at Coachella. <laughs> which like we did, we did as drugs. one does obviously it's like magical like we really fell for this guy really quickly like it might have been the molly but you know <laughs> <laughs> there was one day on the third day of coachella sunday he looked at me and he just said like i wish you could just take the mask off like you're always performing as if like, he's known you for 10 years i know well that's the molly talking you know <laughs> you really get to know people quick <laughs> Yeah, he, he just said, like, I feel like you're always performing. Like, can you just, like, be real? And that, like, really hit me to my core. And I feel like if anything really hits you to your core, there's probably something there. Mm -hmm. And I've always just been this, like, kind of performative, silly, like, feeling like I'm a confident person. But maybe it is just, like, a mask I wear. Maybe it's anxiety that just, like, makes me be this very, like, outwardly person. So... Obviously, I ended up after Coachella that we weren't soulmates. Oh. Um, that, you know, dissolved quickly and it left me really broken. I don't know why it was him that sh that made me wake up. Like, there are people, I believe, that come into your life with the intention to wake you up. And you can confuse that for someone who's like a soulmate. Mm, or like, like to a serve a purpose. Flame, mm -hmm. As it's been said. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes you don't understand that people sometimes come into your life just to like trigger the fuck out of you. yes mm -hmm. and like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're so they're your soulmate but it doesn't mean that they're any less important in yeah. your life because this guy actually played such a huge role in my life who ended up being in my life for like literally two weeks yeah you know? it comes in different forms because i do feel like i had this same type experience with um a mormon guy in la oh <laughs> i mean are you allowed to date a mormon like don't you have to be well, I'll tell you something. He was not allowed to date me. I don't think. Yeah, you no, really that's what I mean. Like, are you, is he allowed to? Yeah, you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. You're not a Mormon. But it was just like this rejection. And it was like, yeah. wait, this is so weird. And like, why am I so bothered by this rejection from a Mormon who crazy? I would never be with? And that was that was when I like switched my app yeah. and was like, OK, enough. Rejection enough is enough. really fucks you up. Yeah. Like it's it's so weird. It's like brain chemistry. It's so it's so annoying. I'm like, I never liked this guy until he rejected me. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. or girl, like, oh, you rejected me. Yeah, I like <laughs> now, you. <yeah. laughs> now you're hot. Now like, I have so to have you. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. But anyways, this guy, Coachella Man, spun me into this spiritual awakening. I don't want to put it all on him. Actually, I'm not gonna give him that many flowers. I also had just quit my job. So like I had so much time that I hadn't had before to really slow down. And then I stopped drinking for a whole year. I didn't date for a whole year. And it's funny because people say like, oh, you need to like date around and fuck around or like find yourself. I think you find yourself way more 
You learn way more about yourself when you like stop all that. And you're and kind of like, oh my God, it was crazy. And I think a lot of, I even had like a platform at that time. And I think a lot of people thought I was having a psychotic break, which I could have been, you know, there's a fine line between spiritual awakening and psychotic break. Yes. Which is fine. I don't know. I took it as a spiritual awakening. I went through the same spiritual awakening. I, was I know. Falling is, asleep in the park on mushrooms, I like mean, in the middle yeah. of LA. <laughs> everybody's like, Mal, you You're can't like, do this. Maybe don't do that. I'm yeah. like, it's okay. The universe is protecting I me. I would say, like, be like, I'd be like, oh, like, so what are you going to do like for work now that you're not like do i'm like oh, i'm gonna manifest it like like i don't recommend these things but they do work so <laughs> now that i have this up i would journal like a shit ton all the time so this is just a one of my many journals but here was my manifestation list which is so funny to look back on my guy <laughs> guys like why the fuck did i write my guy my on top guy. of hearts like i don't know that's not even me <laughs> But like I wrote all this stuff because I was like, okay, you have to like write out, which I still believe like you should write out if you're calling in a partner, like write out what you want. And clearly, like I wasn't specific enough or something. No, no, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Clearly, I just well, I was almost there, but I wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, you need a big line through the my guy part. Know, my guy. I'm like, oh, I should cross that out. But you know, funnily enough, my partner Zoya is is everything on this list except for my guy. Oh, actually. She likes to be called like my boyfriend. <laughs> so she could be called my guy. <laughs> Daddy Zoya. Daddy Zoya. Yeah. So my guy, I feel like people in their lives have like things that really cause them to do self work. So whether it's like career is the one thing you want so bad, mm -hmm. or like money is the one thing you want so bad, or love and relationships is the one thing you want so bad. And these things that we want so bad sort of serve the purpose of like waking us up and like causing us to do work on ourselves or else we would just be stagnant our whole lives, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, I think, I think I always craved like love. And originally I thought I was getting it from these sources where like, I was just, you know, a gender off. <laughs> <laughs> Just a gender. Just gotta just move just a slight degree to the left. Yeah. I still wanted the same things. Like everyone wants to be loved. Yeah. I feel like we're a lot alike in that. Uh, relationships were my thing that really forced me to yeah. figure shit out. Every yeah. time I went through a breakup, it was like this huge rock bottom, but it was so yes. transformative. 100%. And it would be like this quantum leap forward to yeah. figure out like the next portion of my life. Yeah. And it was it was actually a breakup that made me move to LA. Yeah, and exactly. Figure things out. Breakups can be really beautiful in that way. Like if you use them for the right things, I think that's why like I'm so passionate about like where I was before when I was in these toxic cycles and repeating patterns. It was because I never used my breakups to learn about myself. And you can be like, mind you, there's just some people who are awful and abusive and like you should never be in those kind of relationships. But in a way, taking accountability for my side of the street and like takes two to tango and that while yeah maybe these guys were like outwardly worse than I was because I was just always kind of like conforming to what they wanted there was a reason I was doing that mm -hmm. you know and there was a reason I was attracting these guys so until I really came to terms with that decided that I was going to change it and then it changes but it's sometimes really hard because when you're in those relationships, it's like, you're the bad person. Yeah. I'm fine over here. Exactly. You are the problem. Yeah. But then when you get into a relationship that like really breaks you down, it's like, oh, 
fuck, fuck. wait, I yeah. actually am probably yeah. the issue too. Because you realize if you're repeating patterns that you are the only common denominator. Mm-hmm. And even at the time when I was doing all this work, like I thought I was changing the story to still be with a man. Like I was doing the work on myself to be like, okay, like at first it was like, okay, I'm going to like bring this guy back, you know? And then it was like, okay, no, but like, I'm going to find my guy. And I still dated men in that time. And again, it took me a year to finally start the coming out process. But I think that only happens once like your nervous system can handle it. Like you can only come out or, you know, realize these things about yourself once you're like at a point where you're open enough and you feel safe enough Mm. to do that within you. Wow. That's a really good point. Yeah. I've never really heard that expressed that way. But I do feel like even me, I couldn't come out until I escaped Texas until I got out of there. And I didn't really know when I was living in Texas, like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. I had this great job and these friends and this life that I had built. I was, I was totally fine. But on my 25th birthday, I had like this quarter life crisis. I was in Vegas and I went to the Migos concert the night before. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Partied with these guys that got us a table and like I was in a music video essentially. And the next day I had this huge breakdown and was like, what the fuck? Like last night was amazing. Yeah. I'm 25. I'm traveling. I'm like, I'm in Vegas. And I just was like, what the fuck is wrong with my life that I'm not happy? Why do I not feel fulfilled? Yeah. I called my mom and I was like, I I think I'm gonna move. I quit my job, packed up all my shit and left within a month. But that, like, I had to escape. I had to get out of there to be able to feel, like, safe and start unraveling Mm -hmm. to be able to come out. And that was, like, the catalyst to do that. I think that's why it's different for everyone. Like, there's no one right way, wrong way. Like, my parents, like, they didn't know, but, like, they'd be fine. You know, I kind of always knew that they Mm -hmm. would be fine, at least eventually. And still, for whatever reason, my nervous system didn't feel safe enough to do that until the age that it did happen. Mm -hmm. And that like the timing of it that I had slowed down enough. And like a year after doing all this intense work on myself, like, I don't know why that's the case, but it was the case. But what was the catalyst that got your mind to switch to like, oh, maybe it's girls? Well, it was in COVID. So basically after this year long of like, spiritual discovery, COVID happened. And so I decided to move home. I'm sitting there in my childhood bedroom journaling. And I had this like vision of myself, little Alex in the same room. Like I could see her standing where I would have been standing and having this feeling like I'm gay. And then just like the feeling of like suppress, 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 like push it down. And me at 28 in my childhood bedroom journaling, like sitting there like, holy shit, like that, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something to think about. And then what I found, at least in my own coming out journey, was like a moment like that, that like really wakes you up to something and like, okay, let me look at this. And like, again, that's the piece of like, my nervous system was able to handle that. Mm -hmm. I was able to look at it. It brought this memory up when it was okay to do so. And then I was sitting there and I was mature enough or like able enough to safe enough to look at it. And then 
you start having all these little like memories pop up and mm-hmm. it's like little memory here, a little flashback here. Like, oh, like the time in ninth grade when I made out with a girl to I kissed a girl. Like when I told my boyfriend that I had wanted to be with the girl. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like straight people would say that. I, I maybe, don't think they maybe do. They maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd be like, I'm okay dying without sleeping with a girl. But I like <laughs> literally could not die without sleeping with a girl. You know? Yeah. And then oh, another thing, when I was at BuzzFeed, I had this crazy, like not even a crush, like obsession with a lesbian there. She was a fully out lesbian. So like this queer girl there who was in a full relationship, I never thought we would be together. Like mm-hmm. she's in a committed relationship. I was just like, I had this obsession with her. Yeah. And I told my best friends, but like the assumption was never Alex is gay. It was never, it never went there. It just went like, oh, like what's going on in your life? Like, are you okay? Like, you know, like, oh, you have this like girl crush. It always stayed there. So like the assumption within myself was never that I was gay. The assumption with everybody around me was never that I was gay. It was just like these weird, li- oh, Alex, just a weird little open Alex, you know, like. Which goes to show like how not normalized it yes. is. Like maybe it's accepted now, yes. but it's still not to a point where it's a thought yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah in your head so all these little things like i'm like okay when whenever my friends and i would like play a game of like okay who would be the one to like date a girl but like it'd be like they'd say it in a way that's like no one ever would you know like who would be the one of us and i'd be like oh it'd be me and they'd be like no i think it'd be like her and be like no it would be me and then be like no i think it'd be her it's like (laughs) you're like guys i'm gay but you know what's weird is that like i am not sitting there closeted I never felt closeted. I never felt like I, like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like in the moment, I was just like, I would always say this because I'm like, I'm the open one. Like, I'm like the fun one. I'm the free spirit. Like, I can't be boxed. Mm -hmm. Like, but there is more. I feel the same way. Everybody's Mm -hmm. like, did you always know you were gay? And I'm like, how do I even answer this question? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of always knew but I didn't know. Yeah. Like it was, it was just so repressed. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm, not a conscious thought, but just like hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And then because I was living at home in COVID, I changed my dating profile to women and men. Mm-hmm. So that was the first step. I matched with a girl and started dating her at home. Very secretive um, because I wasn't ready to tell my parents. So it was so weird because all of this timing with it was like kind of reverting to a childlike state. Like not only am I living at home now, but I am hiding, you know, dating and a relationship. I'm like giddy, like a little kid, like first dating. It's like you're reverted back, you know, years in your life, which is kind of weird. Like all the awkward thing that you think you're over and you've gotten through. Oh, no. It's just like. You are back Mm -hmm. in high school. And it is scary starting to date women. Like there's a lot of new fears, especially when you're older coming out. Yeah. There's like an apprehension from lesbians there too. They don't, they don't really want to fuck with you because they're like, you're going to be the one to break my heart. You're Mm going to go back to men or you need to play the field. And my first girlfriend had that. She was like, I, that was a huge problem in our relationship. I don't really want to be with you because you haven't been with enough yeah. enough women and you're going to leave me. I think, you know, 
I think it's fair, but then it, it, it also stems from a sense of like insecurity. But like, I will say, Zoya, that was a concern at the beginning. Like, so when I moved back to LA and I had dated a woman at home secretively, and then I moved back to LA and then I switched my profile to only women. And then I very quickly met Zoya. Mm. And you didn't go on any dates before that. With I did. You did. Yeah, I did go on a few that like didn't work out, weren't great, which is also confusing because you're like, everything is confusing. Yeah. Nothing is like clear. You're like, okay, well, if I'm going on dates that are failing and luckily I didn't have a lot of those before I met Zoya, but like, I can imagine if you're living in a place that's not like LA or like you, you might have like failure after failure after failure. And like, how then do you know? Like, how would you know? Yeah. And it's, unless it's you're the, very clear within yourself. Yeah. And then the easier choice is to revert yeah. back to men and be like, oh, well, the pool is larger yeah. and it's easier to find a man. And because I met Zoya and I was so attracted to her immediately, it became very much more clear, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I like, she had this Zoya, like where I was this baby gay, Zoya is like a grandfather gay. <laughs> she is the gay, you know, she has dated everyone, everyone. <laughs> and has been in the scene for a long time, like an OG gay. So it's like a very like different, world and mm -hmm. on our first date she brought up like it's very important to me that like my partner is out and mm -hmm. and fully comfortable and gay and like maybe you need more time to figure that out maybe you, you want to experiment and like date some girls and like fuck around but I was very clear in like I don't feel like I need to fuck around to figure out who I am and because I'm a later in life gay and the way that my journey has been, I have done that work on myself. And again, like I had said, I still believe that the lessons that I took from my dating experiences prior, whether they're with men or women, one woman I dated, that they still apply mm -hmm. and that I am looking for my partner at this time of my life. Cause I'm already like, what, when we met, we're 20, 28. Yeah. So I was like, I don't feel like I need to do that. Right. Whereas like maybe if you're coming out earlier, then you still need some time to figure it out and like mess around. Mm -hmm. But does it mean that you still need that time once you come out? I don't think so. Yeah. It's one of the benefits of coming out later. Yeah. You're more self-actualized. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah. I get it. Oopsie. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. Like, I know, I, like, and I know I have some stuff to figure out. Like, I know, right. like, maybe, like, there's going to be just, like, a learning curve. But, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I have to go, like, sleep around with a bunch of people to find myself. Like, right. I found myself. In fact, I think if you're sleeping around with people to find yourself, like, you know, I have heart for anyone who's in that situation. But, like, I, I really, again, like, discovered way more about myself when I was, like, I'm just going to do me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to date and I'm just gonna figure my shit out <laughs> yeah I feel like some people need the time to go they have to stretch to go be in relationships mm -hmm. to get that experience and figure themselves out and then some people need to stop being yeah. in relationships and like take yeah. a pause and I feel that too that's why I hate the word coming out like two words but I I think I think it's way more I always say coming out is way more like coming in like you have to go inwards mm -hmm. and it's not about the outwards thing. It's not about telling people it's about like figuring it out within yourself. So like coming into yourself, it resonates way more than coming out because that's a part of it, but like not the most important part. Yeah. I don't know if you had this experience, but when I started to figure this all out, when I started to really 
discover my sexuality and discover who I am, telling people was not the hard, hardest part because yeah. it was like, I know who the fuck I am now. It was just getting to the point where I could accept it within myself. Yeah. And love that part of me. Yeah. And then I built up kind of this armor where it was like, okay, if you don't like it, then yeah. that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're you examine that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's something about it that was also so exciting to me. I was like, you know, it's new. It's fun. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I actually now it's like the the lights have turned on, like mm -hmm. the blindfold is off. Now there's like this whole queer community. And I lived at this point in L.A. for like 10 years. Like, you're telling me I never knew that there was like a lesbian, thriving lesbian community here. I don't know. Like, I just I didn't know. I mean, well, to be fair, it's kind of hard to find at first. Yeah, but like once you find it, you're like, holy shit, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in like this bubble. Everybody's well, a lesbian. Everyone knows each other and everyone's hooked up with you. That's <laughs> another hard thing. I am around my girlfriend's exes all the time. I'm friends with my girlfriend's exes. I was beer pong partners with Matilda's ex yeah. last weekend. And you just have to. Like, it's so confusing. But it's, it's like the best. It's the best. It's so much fucking fun. Like, all of our parties are like girl parties. It's like, bar when I watched the movie Barbie, I was like, oh, that's what it's like to that's be a lesbian. Oh my God, that is like, our I, life. I was like, this, that's real. That's lesbian life. Like, you just like all go to fun girl parties and no men are involved. And it's so much fun. Everyone feels so safe, so free. Ladies, but, like, if you watched Barbie and thought it looked fun, you might be gay. <laughs> Is it a girl crush or are you gay? Yeah. Do you like Barbie or are, are you gay? gay? <laughs> Cheers to that. So what advice do you have for someone who's coming out later in life? I mean, I think this is a tough question because later in life, it could mean that you're in a marriage with a guy, mm -hmm. you know, it could mean you have kids, you know, it could mean all these things. I think at the core of it, like you have to come first and your happiness must come first. And just because you haven't discovered that part about yourself until this point doesn't make you any less of what you are, whether you're a lesbian, whether you're bi, whether you're pan, whatever you are, it doesn't make you any less. And like, don't let anyone make you feel any less for that. I, again, think that just exploration and experimentation is the best thing you can do. And it's really cool at the end of the day. So I think once you start going on that journey, you can't stop it mm -hmm. and just keep going. And I know it's hard and there's a lot with it and you'll shock some people, especially this late in life where people think that they know who you are. When I came out on Instagram, also, by the way, I already had a following once I learned this about myself. So I always felt like an obligation to come out online was another added piece aside from my family. And when I came out on Instagram, I immediately lost 11,000 followers mm. that same day, which shows a lot about these people. But I have now replaced that and then some mm -hmm. with people who know me and love me for who I am. And I will never trade that. And so it can be hard. There's going to be hard times, but it's so much more beautiful at the end of the day. And like from our community to my partner, you gain so much more than you lose. Yes, you gain so much more than you lose. We've been taking submissions on TikTok Fun. for advice. And 61 in Washington, D.C. I will be 62 in December. I was married for over 30 years to a man, but have always known I was gay. 
Is it too late for me to come out? No, it's never too late. It's never too late. Like if your life isn't over, it's not too late. Never too late to be gay. It is. And I feel like you will, if you come out later, even me coming out at 28 had a little bit of a mourning period of the time that I lost. Mm -hmm. But you grieve and then you go forward Mm -hmm. and you got to go forward. And your life is so much fuller. Yeah. And truer. And like, okay, how beautiful. Now you're at this age where like, I've only heard that it gets so much more fun when Mm -hmm. you're that age like I'm so excited to age like I have nothing against it and I've heard such great things about being that age like go forward and have fucking fun like live your life your kids are probably grown if you have them like you know like go for it and fuck women fuck it up (laughs) get out there go to Vegas that's where Mel found herself that's true okay we play a game you haul you ghost love it she does the finger guns unironically. I mean, listen, I'm a finger gunner. Alex! Sorry, I am. I can't, can't help these things. They just come out. So I will say you ghost because there's only room for one finger gunner <laughs> in a relationship. And it's going to be me. That is a truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's just... I've never seen you do that. In really? Life. Oh, I've done a, a bunch online. It can, it can be pulled up. <laughs> okay. What if she shows up an hour late to the date? Not even an, an hour. hour like, what, what about 20 minutes? Let's just say 20 uh, minutes. 20 minutes. We're in LA. You got to forgive some traffic. Hour, unexcusable. You clearly didn't leave on time. 20, there could be a lot of things that happen. I am with someone, Zoya, who is not great at time management skills and it's really not her fault like she i think her brain just doesn't work like that i will say on our first date zoya wasn't late but she did move the date back an hour and it was on a monday so i was kind of like who does this girl think she is it's 8 p.m now (laughs) on a monday like i'm not going to this shit i did go on the date because i was like you know what i'm gonna get out of the house and do it and i'm glad i did (laughs) so even though it was a little bit like But she wasn't late. She just moved the date back. Yeah. Because she was going to be late. (laughs) She was just setting expectations. Yes. Send this to you now because I'm not making it by seven. (laughs) She is a very, very serious pickleball player. You haul. I like someone who has a good hobby. Okay, that's nice. That's fair. Like, I like athletes. Yes. You know? And pickleball? Pickleball. You gotta be an athlete. Okay, she calls you baby on the first date. You all? That's a red flag, Alex. No, you all? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I want to be called baby. You are the one. Baby girl. <laughs> I, yeah, oh my gosh, that's that would tickle my stomach. All right, all right. <laughs> Last thing we do is a cheers. Alex brought us a chilled red that we, against Matilda, our producer's advice, have been drinking do this entire have- time. Red mounts? We actually don't. I was going to bring like tequila, but I'd be be on the floor. (laughs) So I'm glad that at least until this point I've held it together because I'm starting to slur. And now we're going to drink the rest of the bottle. Should we chug? Chug. I I guess I'm sleeping over here. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Support lesbian content. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, and find our guest at Major Traeger, our show at Made It Out Podcast, and me at Mal Glowinky. 
This podcast was produced and edited by Matilde Jordan and worked on solely by lesbians. So send this episode to every single person you've ever met and spread the gay agenda. Homo sapien evolved and improved to be homosexual. I love that.